Anthony Bourdain once said, I think that food, culture, people, and landscape are all absolutely inseparable. And he's right. For the most of us, our exposure to a different culture is through their food, and whether it be the simplicity of pizza, the umami of ramen, or the splendor of a croissant. But to learn about the food is to learn about their culture. The absence of beef um, in a cuisine or food from a country and a leaning towards fish can indicate that a cuisine may originate from an island, as there's no room to raise cattle, while hot or spicy foods are typical in warm climates. As the sweat that they induce is a good way to help a body cool down. So hot climates, often they have very spicy foods. Even the U.S.'s fast food culture, founded from our car commuting culture, tells us about the rest of the world, tells the rest of the world about so uh, about us um, and what it's like to be American. But today we're going to talk something even more specific than cultural foods. We're going to turn it up to 11. Since we're in the heights of summer in the U.S., we thought it would be fun to talk about what other countries and cultures value in their foods during the summers and what their regional variances in temperature um, affect what they consume. I am Zen, and this is the Meet Us in Paris podcast, the podcast about all things travel, be it destinations, food, having an amazing time, or what to pack for your next trip. And with me is Kristen. Hello. Hello, hello. I I wanted to really hit the high note there. (laughs) (laughs) And along with us, hey, hi, Tanya. You're there here somewhere, right? I'm going to go the other direction. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) When I go high, you go low. Oh, oh, oh. wait, I'm going to go high. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go high with you. Okay. Okay. Now we have our introductions done. Let's give us thirty. Give you guys give us thirty seconds while we get our list together about the summer foods from around the world, and listen to the short break from our sponsor. They're called goals for a reason. There's something to strive for. They require attention, and they need sweat and hard work to achieve. Do you have a career goal at UCI Division of Continuing Education? We're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. Start today at ce.uci.edu. That's ce.uci.edu. Who wants to play first and talk about summer foods? I will. And I... I... I'm such a believer in this Hello? dish. <laughs> Can you not she was, hear me? She was becoming. Oh, no, for a second you blanked out on us. I'm sorry. Uh, it's like you're oh. really, really thinking about it. Yeah. I was really thinking about it. Sorry. <laughs> um, I started talking before I knew what I was going to say. But um, there is nothing more refreshing to me than a Greek salad. Oh, but nice. what oh. frustrates me is when people make inauthentic Greek salads. And I know that sounds so uppity and basic, but the like one rule of a Greek salad is there's no lettuce. There is no lettuce in a Greek salad. And to me, it's even easier to make it without the lettuce. And I hate when someone tries to give you a Greek salad and it has lettuce in it. It drives me nuts. But um, obviously Greece has a very warm Mediterranean climate. The first time I had a fully authentic Greek salad was in Greece and I have never looked back. There is nothing more refreshing. It is essentially just straight up cucumbers, tomatoes, 
red onions, olives, feta cheese, and lemon juice. You don't even need dressing. I'm throwing that all together. It's actually quite filling, especially because cucumbers are like 90% water or whatever. So um, you get full really fast. It is so crisp and delightful. Um, and I love it so much. I have it even in the winter, um, but it is a perfect summer food, citrusy and um, just fresh and cool. And I think everyone should try one. <laughs> I want to do um, that salad for you with lettuce on April Fool's and leave it on your desk. Somewhere. I was going to say, you said lettuce. <laughs> I know. that's why. Well, now I'll know who to get back at. So go for it. <laughs> anyway. You're very but passionate it really goes driving. I know. Yeah, yeah, I hear I, you. I hear you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I know. We're in America. We're not in Greece. It's fine. But it's like, it just, just leave out the lettuce and you got it. <laughs> it it's better with just the cucumber. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I, I'm sure you can find equivalents all over the Mediterranean as well. But a lot of those are like summer vegetables that are just perfect summer foods. Yes. So that's always the first thing that comes to mind for me. So there you go. Okay. Nice. I'll go next. Yeah. If that's okay. Sure. Let's see. I think I might have had something Mediterranean-ish, but I went through so many things. Well, no. Well, okay. Yeah. Um Something that I um, wanted to bring up was something like shaved ice, raspado, which ah. in Latin American countries, they have their own version and it's delicious. I kind of think it's almost like um, like a shaved ice slushy, like from from 7-Eleven. <laughs> like, huh. you know, that kind of thing. And I know that I've seen them in like um, Hawaii. They have the, the crush, the shaved ice. And, and then I was looking, kind of researching, and I found that um, Tucson has also one, I'll find the name in a minute, that has kind of their own version of a spicy kind of thing. But let me kind of tell you a little bit more. So the, the Latin American countries, kind of like the Caribbean, have their own version. And the basic ingredients are shaved or crushed ice with fruit juices or fruit syrups, but it can be sweet savory, spicy, or all three. So it's kind of like all over the place. Everybody that I looked up claims to be the one that invented it, of course. <laughs> just like Pisco in South America. Just like, yeah, just like, you know, pizza or burritos or something, right? Yeah. Um, and you can add chopped, like little chopped fruits or big chunks of fruit. <laughs> so it just depends. Like in Colombia, um, where I'm from, we ask, we add condensed milk. Um, to it. And then in Mexico, they'll have fruit syrup and chile. So, you know, it, it could be anything and it's can be round. It can be tall. It can be in a pyramid. It could be, you know, anything. Um, there's one that, um, in, in Mexico, which I think I want to try. It's called saladito and saladito means, um, salty. So it's a lime raspado blended with salt topped with dry salted plums, which, you know, that's kind of like, it, it almost seems like, sour like sweet and sour right yeah um they can add ice cream peanuts or spicy candy so you get the picture it's kind of all over the place the other thing i thought was really funny is the different names um in puerto rico it's called piragua if any did you, i don't know if either of you saw in the heights um the I movie that was, not yet that lean manuel miranda does a cameo and he's a 
Piraguero, which is the name of the guy who sells piraguas, in his little cart, he has the ice ready to be shaved. Um, so it's kind of like a cool cameo that he does. But, um, oh, I found the Tucson name is called Sonora Snow, Co- Snow Cones, not a W. But in Dominicans call it Frio Frio, cold, cold. <laughs> <laughs> and then in Cuba, they're called Hail Granizado. So it was interesting, um, just the different names, the different. The part that uh, I liked was that everybody owns it. It was, it was, you know, created in their backyard. So I've always liked a, a slushy, no matter where. Yeah. And, you know, I just recently had the shaved ice in Hawaii this year. And what I like about it, I, I mean, I don't know about some of these other ones that you mentioned, but in Hawaii, they put like some cream in it as well. Yeah. Whereas when you get the snow cones here, you're just getting ice that as soon as the... The like flavor is gone. You're just sucking ice, which is uh-huh. so sad. And the cream really helps add depth and flavor and like another uh-huh. level to it. Is it cream or is it condensed milk? I think it, it varies. You can get yeah, all okay. different yeah. kinds of mix-ins and stuff, but it's not just ice with like a syrup poured on it. Right. It's got others. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So anyway, that was fun to, um, you know, summer. Okay. So, uh, the one that I chose is um, from Chile, and it's something – it's not necessarily a, a summer food, but a lot of the ingredients come from summer, and it's something called pastel do choclo. And it is one of my favorite dishes. Now, after you hear this, make sure that you don't rush out and buy a plane ticket to go to um, Chile to get it, <laughs> because what people forget is that while – Right now, being July, or wait, are we in July or August? I can't even remember. We're, just, we're in we're August. August. Yeah, yeah, we're just starting yeah. to August. We're um, it's we're middle of summer and or end of summer in the United States. In South America, it's actually winter. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, so during December, around then is summer in Chile. Um, so that's when you want to go get your plane ticket. But let me describe <laughs> what a pastel. Do- Tanya, have you had pastel do choclo? No, but I just looked it up and it sounds amazing. Okay. So it's it. it's very it's a very typical Chilean food. And what it comes in is usually it's in like a six to eight inch bowl that is made out of an earthenware bowl. So usually this earthenware bowl already is a chocolate kind of color. And mm-hmm. then in the bottom is usually a ground beef that is mixed in with a lot is ground beef almost made, you know, like very savory, but it has onions. They'll actually add whole olives. They'll actually, they'll have um, parts of an egg, um, sometimes raisins. So it has this very savory flavor, but sometimes punctuated with a little bit of salt, sometimes punctuated with a little bit of sweetness. They put that in the bottom of the bowl, maybe the bottom half. And then on top of it, they put essentially the equivalent of a like a masa layer made out of corn, um, fresh corn, or you know, and it's almost like a corn cake on the top, um, not unlike a shepherd's pie, but made with but with corn. corn. That sounds amazing. Wow. Yeah, and then on then they take it 
Um, and it might have a little bit of milk or something else like that. And then they stick it into the oven so it caramelizes on the top. And then on top of it, they might even spread a little bit of sugar on it. So you got the savory, you got the sugary, you got a little bit of salty, you got, you got it's all over the place. And it is just the most amazing food that you've ever had. Um, and I like shepherd's pie too. I'm have sorry? you made it at home? Have yes, you? I have. Yes. So um, is when it you difficult? no, I mean it's. Have you ever made um, shepherd's pie? Yeah. Is it just like that? Yeah. It's very similar to making like a shepherd's pie, but instead of um, the mashed potatoes on the top, you're making like a corn masa of some sort. So you use like um, it's almost like a polenta in like nature, but oh, you, yeah. But I'll mix in fresh corn because you yeah. want the kernels and stuff like that. Um, and it's, and actually, strangely enough, it has a lot of the same ingredients as shepherd pie. So I'll actually make shepherd's pie and um, pasta de chocolate at the same time. Oh, oh look at you. <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, if you're going to make this type of stuff, just make it all at the same time. Just you, If you're browning the beef, just brown all the beef. They both have, usually both have onions in it. So it's just kind of like a lot of the basics are in there and both. And then you just use, you know, so you start making them at the same time. Um, and then instead of the, I don't, ha I do have some of the bowls, but I don't use them. What I use is little um, aluminum tins. Yeah, like the first shepherd's pie, like you would do, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. shepherd's pie is usually baked in a bowl. But yeah, it's wonderful. So, <laughs> That's yeah, exciting. I mean, you really like, yeah, like it. Yeah, it's, you know, and a court, it's sometimes they'll make it with a little chicken and stuff like that. But take a look of it, and it's, it's a very specific dish to Chile. So, oh, and the, the, they also, they believe, where the food came from was that the Spanish conquerors hired tribal, they think they hired like tribal cooks and such to make a food that was similar to what they had in Spain. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what this is similar to in Spain, but this is what the local chefs came up with to remind the Spanish conquerors of home. Okay, I want to make that. I, I actually, you know what? If you're interested, I have a Chilean um, cookbook, but it's in Spanish, which is fine for you. For me, it's a little bit of a chore to translate. It's like, yeah. what's that again? So I'll loan it to you sometime if you're interested. All right. That sounds good. Thank you. That's cool. That sounds delicious. <laughs> All right. Who went first? I can't even remember. Chris. Tanya was. I did. Don't Kristen, you remember okay. my Greek salad? How could you forget? Oh, that's right. No oh, lettuce. Yeah. No, there's no, no lettuce. lettuce. No lettuce. No lettuce. Yeah. Greek salad. Okay. So I feel like we're kind of on this kick. I don't know. This feels like it fits in. Watermelon gazpacho from Spain. Um, Ooh, gazpacho. Yeah. So the traditional gazpacho andaluz is probably um, the best known. It's made with tomatoes, pepper, onion, and sometimes cucumber. It's always blended with extra virgin olive oil and a splash of sherry vinegar. It's also always served in a clear glass dish, um, or I suppose the authentic ones are. So apparently now they have a delicious and refreshing twist on this classic by adding fresh watermelon and mint, um, which almost just sounds like a smoothie. <laughs> <You just laughs> it down it. Take a shot of it or something. Um 
I'm also where I'm reading this. It's saying that this is gaining popularity in Spanish restaurants. So I'm thinking this is relatively new. Um, huh. And that it's maybe it's like, you know, the Aperol spritz. Maybe it's just finally taking off or something. Yeah. Um, but definitely sounds amazing. Summer flavors, cold, refreshing. And there is a note here to only make this when watermelon is in season. So I'm guessing you only want fresh watermelons, nothing dicey. It might not uh, have the same effect. <laughs> and I should say that... No, I had Greek salad. I have not tried this, so I can't really personally speak to it. But it certainly sounds like something I'm ready to try. Yeah, I've never tried it either, but I'm, it's something that I've wanted to try. It sounds awesome, but I want to try it when I'm in Spain. Yeah. Doesn't it sound like sitting in, like, Sevilla, like, just the perfect, like, little yeah. cafe dish to have in the summer? And... It needs to be there or else it's not good. <sighs> so. Yeah. Okay. Now I totally kind of make this too. Yeah, you do. You kind of make this too. No, he needs. No, to now I now oh. I need to make it. Okay, I like to yeah. cook. I don't okay. like the clean. I don't like going to the grocery store. But I like the cooking part of it. Oh no, I like the grocery store and cooking, and then someone else can clean up. I yeah, just like baking. <laughs> you like baking? I'm a baker. Yeah, I don't like. Oh, cooking so okay, much. I'll remember that for later. I'm making. I have been delving into the cooking world actually zen has sent me some links and i've been saving them and trying them and i have to say it's it's not as hard as i worried about like i've always been very intimidated by cooking and once you do it i've made like some dishes that seem very elaborate like but it's because i have like the sliced lemon on top so you pull it out of the oven and it looks great and it's like <laughs> we well, just slice the lemon and put it on top like i don't know what to say um so I've, i'm gaining some um, confidence with it, but I still prefer baking. I'm going to have to send you my recipe for um, breakfast pizza. Oh. That sounds is it like a waffle with Nutella? No. no. <laughs> I would, that's easy. Okay, <laughs> is it so, a savory dish? Yeah, so what you do is you take hash browns and then you mix it with um, you mix it with just a little bit of egg, and so then you make that into the crust of your of your of your breakfast pizza and then on top of it you crack a couple of eggs you put some onions or whatever on top wow. of it you put um bacon pieces and then you just bake the whole thing oh, and it okay. comes out it's it's just shaped like a pizza i mean if anything okay. it's, it's like a um it's almost like a torta like a spanish uh -huh. torta you know oh, but it's good but when you see it it's just like i mean lots of times i make stuff it's just because that looks interesting or that sounds like it would taste good, but I've never, tr I want to try to make it. And it's just, it's fun when you send pictures of what a breakfast pizza looks like and people are like, what is that? So it right. makes it, it's kind of like I do stuff almost like when I cook, it's like for fun. Adventure. So, this, yeah. This sounds right up my husband's alley. He's the chef. He loves to cook. And that even sounds like something that if I sent him that recipe, he would try it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll send I'll, I'll find the recipe. But Please do. It sounds good. Okay. All right, All so right. watermelon gazpacho, check. I, I want to make that. Actually, yeah, I was right? looking it up, and apparently Tyler Florence has one, and it just sounds so good as far as flavor. It's it's just inspiring me to make some sort of watermelon mint 
like daiquiri. <laughs> I was going to say watermelon mint, something alcoholic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and the funny thing is, that's got to be so simple. Once you like deseed the watermelon, you must just throw it all into a blender or something. Oh my gosh, I forgot about the seeds. Maybe if you no, blend no, it you just... in a good blender, you can just. Get <laughs> you, just get, you just get the one without seeds. Just buy that one. Yeah, you could do that too. I do that all the time. It's just too sad. Okay. Okay, there. That made it easy for you. All right. I'm next. So, kind of in the same neighborhood as Zen's um, Shepherd's Pie Pastel de Choclo, I have... Okay, so I, my husband's from Argentina, so when I the very first time I went there, again, it's it's summer, so all the food for Christmas and New Year's is cold and it's salad and even oh, though yes. so it really like freaked me out going why is there like not a turkey or something right. yes. so it, it really is weird um so anyway so i've i've now gotten used to it and now there's one particular dish that i really like it's called vitel tone which is veal it's gonna sound funny anchovy and tuna <laughs> And it's cold. So, okay, I have to wrap my mind around that. I know. And so, what it is is that um, this recipe was originally from Italy when all the immigrants came, like at the end of the 18th century. And so, they brought it back as like a dish for comfort food for them. And you can do it hot or cold, but they do it cold for the holidays. And every, again, every region has their own thing. But it's veal, and they do come like a stew. But then they take out the veal, and then they do a little sauce, anchovy, capers, tuna, um, mayo, or cream, or olive oil, whatever that, you know, different flavors. And then you put it together in the fridge, and that's what you eat at um, during the holidays. And you can have it with, um, like, bread or on top of, of like, polenta, that kind of thing. Um, hmm. And I think um, I think one the other thing is that it accompanies it was, and this was the first time I ever ate that, it was a potato salad, but with olive oil, hard-boiled eggs, and chopped green olives. So it's very different. I'd never had this food before. Um, and it was yeah. interesting. It's no longer eaten in Italy, I read. Flavors. It is like an ancient dish. And it's because it was created in the 18th century in the northern part of um, Piedmont, which is like the Pyrenees, um, close to a coastal um, region, Liguria, where they used to do a lot of tuna canning. So it kind huh. of evolved into that. They also um, produced oils and lemons and capers. So that's kind of, I think, how it all came to be. And if you're, I imagine, in the Pyrenees, it's going to get cold and you're not going to be able to have fresh food so that's they canned them the, the tuna and then that's how it came to be so i always wanted to find out what it was and how it was made so i was able to research it this time and and it is different it takes a minute but it is delicious nice okay. so you know what sounds fun for me with the southern hemisphere um like new year's celebrating new year's in the heat as though it's almost like a 4th of July sounds really fun. <laughs> yeah. But having like a hot Christmas makes me kind of sad. <laughs> it is very, it's different. Yeah. It's um, different, huh? 
Yeah, I like when we lived in Puerto Rico, Christmas was hot. Right, um, right. So that's just the way it was. And then depending on where you go in Colombia, it's hot or it's cold. But I think I kind of like wrapping ourselves in warm. You know, I mean, fire we barely do that here, but yeah. <laughs> I know. When we, we barely can, do. I love it. Yeah. But any little, you know, if it goes under, what, 70, we're freezing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, being from the Midwest, I just think that's just crazy talk because. Of course. <laughs> Like <laughs> if it's if it's not snowing, <laughs> you know, it's like what I think. Yeah, I mean, every Christmas it's like, oh, it would snow, and th- and that's what I thought of Christmas. And just to say, it's like, oh, if it's too warm during Christmas, it's like California's already too warm when it comes to Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, I've Funny. gone to the beach on Christmas Day. You know what i I've celebrated um, Christmas time in. Hong Kong, Taiwan, and uh, and in um, oh my goodness, in Hawaii, and it's it's like I said, no snow, but even warmer than Southern California, and it's just like a really interesting sensation to be those places during those seasons. So, yeah, it's like something's not right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so my next one is I I'm gonna um I'm gonna butcher this one so i'm just gonna call it taiwan shave ice so this is kind of uh, aren't you taiwanese i am taiwanese and you're gonna butcher it well it's because i speak english very (laughs) i speak english and i also speak very bad english which is i'm a little bit more fluent in that actually Um, yeah bad english English? yeah bad english um, so my, I don't speak Taiwanese at all. Um, wow. and actually, you know, actually Taiwanese, a lot of Taiwanese don't even speak Taiwanese anymore because they mostly speak Mandarin there nowadays. Oh, but, wow. um, okay. so, so the thing is that, um, the Taiwanese have their own, Tanya already talked about the shave ice, but the Taiwanese have their own version of shave ice. It's so different. yeah, it's just a different flavor of it. Um, Japan was occupied Taiwan, and so that you got a little bit of the Taiwan, uh, the Japanese influence. But the Taiwan shave ice, same thing, typically has been crushed. Now they do actually shave it. They got the same machines that everyone else has. But on top of it, they put a lot of different types of things. Like they'll tend to put a lot of fruit. They tend to put a lot of things like um, it's almost like uh, mochi. Like little tiny mochi balls, or but sometimes made out of yam, not necessarily rice. Um, they also have sweetened um, legumes. So the thing is that they'll actually take something that the equivalent, almost like a brown bean, but they'll actually um, they'll actually stew them in sugar, and so the the legumes will suck in a lot of that flavor. And then also like, you know, when you have um, refried beans, they kind of have that sauce though. It's almost like a gravy once you make it. So mm-hmm. that will be like a sweetened gravy, um, but made from kind of beans. So they'll have all these beans that you put on top of it. They'll have condensed milk on top of it. And it, if you've ever been in Taiwan during the summer, it's something like uh, 90 to hundred degrees and freaking humid. And this Ugh. is one thing that will save your life. So um, going out and finding these stands, and they're everywhere. 
Um, but make sure you go out and get yourself a shave ice. If you're in the United States, if you want to try one of these things, you know, there's all sorts of different fruits. And now there's throwing boba on it and such. Um, there's a great company called Meat Fresh. Not like not like a steak meat, but like let's meet <laughs> at the fountain. Mm. M-E-E-T, Meat Fresh, and they're in Southern California. And that's actually a Taiwanese um, Taiwanese chain that has come to the United States. Oh, interesting. So, I would try yeah. that. Yeah, there's, there's one it's, actually in um, Diamond Jamboree yeah, in Irvine. I just found it. Yeah, H-Mart. Yeah. Very, oh, cool. Yeah. Definitely. So the okay. beans are actually mung beans. So they're a little bit, they're not like pinto beans or something like that but they're a little bit different <laughs> yeah and um they also have something called a red bean which i love I red bean yeah so they'll put lots of red beans onto it as well for the flavoring so you'll you'll really enjoy it so yeah i that's the one thing i you should really give a try that could be a, a real trip that we could do in person yeah oh yeah that, right Shay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we keep on saying we're going to do this, but it's just like it's things keep on getting postponed, unfortunately. So okay, I'm going to yeah. push for it. Just give me a minute. Okay. <laughs> we'll meet there in, for lunch. So And have that as dessert. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. We've got a date. Okay. So we All originally right. were preparing two. Do you, did anyone bring oh. any more? Oh, I did three. I always thought yes. we did three. Rule of three. Okay. No? I got a third one, too, but okay. it was based off of your idea, Kristen. So I'll let you. Tony, oh, do you have okay. a third or just two? I do, but but let okay. Kristen go and see what she's got. Okay. So I think the <laughs> official name of this is a Smurbird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce the O's with the slashes through them from the Scandinavian countries. Um, it's not like s'more broad. Um, this is an elegant open-faced shrimp sandwich. Um, and it is made with shrimp and lemon and dill. And um, this picture that I'm looking at, it's essentially, I've seen when I was researching this, some of these that are made almost like boys, you know, in like the hoagie rolls. Um, yeah. Those, those one aren't, aren't open face, but these open face ones, do so you have like the, the like full, full corn sandwich, um, almost like a whole grain pieces sandwich. Then they have like the big, one big lettuce um, leaf on it. And then it's filled with uh, shrimp and then a lemon dill sauce and then topped with actual like dill and lemon. Um, and it just sounds, I mean, you're right there where you get some of the best like fresh seafood, right? Up in like the North Sea, up in Scandinavia. Um, and lemon and dill, I love those flavors. So it just sounds like the most refreshing lunchtime sandwich to me. It ever. sounds delicious. And <laughs> yeah. apparently it's a very <laughs> iconic item in Scandinavia, the Smurbird. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know how that O is pronounced. Um, and apparently for them, this is a knife and fork dish. Um, to me, huh. open face is all like, just go for it with my hands. But I think um, you might use your knife and fork if you were there in Norway. Um, and that actually, I have a funny story that that just reminds me of. I had a friend from France come visit me when I lived in New York. And her first night, of course, was like, what do you want to eat? And she's like, you know, hamburger, we have to do like an American thing. So I took her to this like diner. And, you know, every hamburger place serves things differently. And the way they served this was they basically gave her the hamburger with the 
the top bun off and then right. had like the the lettuce and the tomato and everything on the side so you can build it yourself. And I wasn't even paying attention and I didn't explain it to her. And then I saw her using her knife and fork and eating the the tomato and the lettuce separately, like as though they were sides. Like a salad. And then, <laughs> yes. And then at some point I was like, it's too, it's too late to say anything. Like, I don't want to like embarrass her or anything. So I just let her eat it like that. And then I think she just like even used a knife and fork for the hamburger because it was served like with the top oh, off. Um, so it's very easy to get these things confused and it's very different in different cultures. What you eat with your hands, what you eat yes. with your knife and fork. So there you go. But also shrimp is very summery and refreshing to me. You know, like when you like the shrimp cocktails in the summer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just me. So yes. Just cause, just because they're cold. Somehow they just. Yes. Cool you. Cold? Yes, exactly. So there you go. A smurf bird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I'm not trying that. I can eat it, but I won't try to pronounce it. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um. All right. The the one I found was um, easy. Well, no, and de- it depends on if you like cooking, right? It's Tian Provencal, which is kind of like a cousin of ratatouille. Oh. And I can only say ratatouille hmm. because of the movie. So, I just watched that last <laughs> night. Oh, I it's love a great that. movie. It's it was so my first good. time seeing it, if you can believe it. Did that. you like it? I, it's a funny story. I love rats. I used to have a pet rat. So I was like very excited and I was like trying to show my daughter so she would start to develop a love of rats. <laughs> um, but yes, it's, it's very cute. And especially as I'm like very slowly doing a foray into cooking, it was like kind of fun for that reason too. Oh, he's they, so, yeah, it was so cute. Yeah. They have a ride for that in Florida. I No, in, 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 I'm sorry, France. Really? The, oh, Disney. of course. And, oh, and the thing yeah. is that, it you you see the kitchen from the perspective of of the uh, rat yeah uh, so like, Remy Remy yeah so yeah. you're so the thing is that you're Huge. on the floor and you're looking up at everything around you yeah oh, how cute I love that that's adorable yeah. yes so okay. so so then now you know Kristen the ingredients if you remember zucchini eggplant and tomatoes and you know you slice them up and you you put them in a Tian, um, I don't know if it's pronounced Tian, Tain. Um, and it's, and what it is is a, a terracotta dish, kind of like what you were saying, Zen. It's a dish that is put, that's where you put it in and then you put it in the oven. And the reason it's kind of, um, cousin to ratatouille is because the one that can be cold is baked. And when you do the ratatouille, you do the baked and then you put it in almost like a stew. So that's kind huh. of, and that would be hot. So then, I, I, you know, when this is what something they do in the south of France when it's summertime. And, um, so it's, um, to me, it sounds like really simple. Slice it up and just kind of put your own flavoring, rosemary, oregano, thyme, basil, whatever. Yeah. And then, um, it, it doesn't sound like it's hard. Just need someone to slice up the stuff for you. But anyway, so it's really kind of a serendipitous that you watched Ratatouille last night. I love I that. That's cool. Yeah, anyway, so it's, it was just kind of a nice, refreshing, like you throw it in the fridge and then you can like, you know, just have a a, a light lunch. We could even mm-hmm. mix it up with your, your no salad, no lettuce salad. No, no lettuce salad. <laughs> I'm going to stay with me. Anyway, so that was mine. I really, that, that sounded nice and fun. All Did right. You have one? 
Sam? Yeah, I I do have one more, and it was inspired by Kristen's Greek salad without the lettuce. Um, but this one does have lettuce. Is um, my favorite salad is salad uh, a tuna tuna nasua salad. Oh, that's yummy! Yeah, you guys eat the, have eaten them, and the only reason why I say this is that. Um, there have been so many, if you just look up quotes about tuna nassoua or just the salad, the French talk about this. And actually, I should just say cooks around the world talk about this. Even Gordon Ramsay said it was is the finest summer salad of all. And if you're not familiar with the salad, this salad can be tossed or the salad can be separated. But it's a salad that has eggs. It has, um, it has like little potatoes in it. It has green beans. The green beans are cooked, but they are actually been chilled. Um, it has some tuna on it. Um, it's, and it's just the most flavorful salad, but when you eat it, when I eat it during the summer, like we're talking about so many summer foods, is that it makes you feel cool for some reason. It doesn't feel heavy or bloated like some mm-hmm. other salads that you might eat. And it's just one of my favorite summer salads. Um, you know, sometimes people will put anchovies on it. It has a dressing with olive oil. Um, just such a light salad. And not. I don't have a lot more to say about it, but that's, <laughs> you know, it's just one of the my favorite summer salads. And people, so many people agree with that. I will say that... I'm wary of that salad. Really? Um, I, I love it, especially for like the tuna. I think tuna is like, it's super filling and refreshing. Um, the first time I had that salad was in France. And, and you know, everyone does have their own little spin on it. But right. it had, I think it was anchovies and maybe capers as well. But yes. it had the strongest like seafood bite to it and i love seafood i'm down with sushi all that but it was like overpoweringly hard to eat (laughs) that now it's like whenever i see that i'm like oh does it have anchovies does it have the capers because i'm fine with most everything else in the tuna but it it can be a very strong taste was it in the dressing i can't even remember now Yeah, I would say something like we were talking about. Everybody has their own version of it. I'd give it another shot. It sounds really good. I haven't had ever had it, but it sounds good. I I like. I do like it, and when I see it, I do like to check it out. But I'm very like need to check if it has like the anchovies and things like that in it. Like how how far do they go on this one? But that's just (laughs) me. So it is good otherwise. Yeah, I, I, I've had it in France and I've had it in the United States. And there's a lot of disappointing ones in the United States. Um, oh, sure. there, I've had a f- I've had a few good ones in the United States, but um, but also to eat it and when you're actually in France is it makes it even tastier. Even if it's even a poor one in France must is better than a good one here in the U.S. I think. Yep. Okay. Well, right. we each had three. That that was good. And we were only planning on two. So Period. that's a wrap. <laughs> that's our Summer Foods from Around the World podcast. Thank you all for tuning in again. Do you want more? Then check us out on Facebook or Instagram social media pages where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles, and more. And also be sure to tune in to future and past podcasts. I did want to give a shout out for our last 
week's uh, podcast, Bordeaux, France, where we had Rafa, who talked about um, his experience there. But then also Kristen was uh, had a lot to say about her adventures <laughs> when she um, met Rafa there. So that's it was a really fun one to, to put together. Yeah. And last of all, before we leave, we'd like to give a big thank you to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine. Division of Continuing Education. They only offer the best continuing professional education. If you need a career boost or looking for a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu. And thank you again for tuning in. Bye. 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 Bye.